right, we're live. Um, all right. I want listeners. I want to take a moment to talk about a very important issue in the world today. Yeah, there's some there's some major things going on. Lots mm. you know. Yes, there is. From you know, we got still got COVID. It's 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 2026, and we still have COVID. Um, <laughs> we got supply chain backed up. We got the the you know rainforest is burning down. So what what other things are are happening, uh, Eric? This is a major major thing because no one no one else is taking it seriously. All right, and this is I'm very upset by this. And it's time that someone needs to pay attention to this issue. Is that on Gundam Info, they uploaded G Gundam, but it's only the Japanese version. They do mm. not have the English dub. <laughs> and I, I'd say, I'm not, you know, the whole like dub versus sub, I think it doesn't really mean anything anymore because the, the quality of dubs are pretty good now. I think that it's a remnant of like the the ninety like the eighties, nineties, early two thousands when, when the quality wasn't that good. All right. Uh but now it's just like it's kind of you know, it's just whatever personal preference is like most dub anime, I think the English quality is is on par and sometimes even better. But this is one where G Gundam is a relic from that era where the English dub is superior in every way. Because I've, I've tried listening to the sub, and it just you just cannot capture the same hammy, over the top performance of, of of that show. And it's just, you know, it's it's a travesty. It's a travesty. I want to say that we don't have the English version on the official channel. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny you say that because I wow, I didn't even think about that. Uh, that's crazy. Uh, cause like thinking about the the sub four G Gundam, like I would even I would say it's a completely different show. Yeah, it's because just, of the sub. It just because I would argue it's just a mediocre show at that point. Because uh, <laughs> you're like, watching, you're watching like giant robots fight each other without any of the subtext and the themes. It's just like silly giant fighting robots. But but the actors, I think you could tell they knew exactly the tone of the show. The American actors didn't do exactly what kind of show they were making. Yeah, especially, you know, uh, you know, you got the giant robot that shoots dragons, you got this Russian robot, a lumberjack robot, I mean, what a else horse, is there to uh, say? Gundam, a horse that has its own Gundam, that their Gundam, a Gundam character is Gundam Rides. Uh, you know, the only thing missing from that was, like, the horse and the Gundam to, like, fuse together, almost like a, a Megazord. This is, this is super robot territory. Yeah, and it's just, it's a travesty that, you know, it, they just, no English dub, and it's just like, they bring something, you know, extra to form. I mean, for all we know, the Japanese market actors could be over the top as well, but I'm not a native Japanese speaker, so I can't tell. Mm. You know? You know. It's funny you mention that too, because like another thing they they have on uh, Gundam Info is Gundam Build Real. All right, so if you thought Gundam Build Fighter and Build Fighter Try and Gundam Divers and Gundam Divers Re-Rise was something, well now you can watch it in live action. Oh, so is that the one where it's like it's like it's basically a Japanese soap opera drama, but with Gundam toys? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. So, you know what the you know what the plot is? I assume it's just like build fighters, so they don't actually get the fight. Uh, so the plot is essentially no, like cause they do show Gundam fights. They're done very, very well. In my opinion, the animation <laughs> for the Gundam fights are done very, very poorly. But again, this is a show that's supposed to come out weekly, and they have a limited budget, so I have to. It's not a movie. But to be fair, this is also I think is the budget for the Mobile Suit Gundam movie that's supposed to be coming out on Netflix as well. So who knows? Um. But the idea is that there's a group of friends who were uh, who were part of a Gundam team who were working together to build like the perfect Gundam so they can all like battle battle with each other um, to go up against like other teams and stuff like when you, that. When you say build a perfect Gundam, we're talking about an actual Gundam or a Gunpla. To build a, a Gunpla, so it's essentially okay, you, okay. you build a Gunpla and then you put the Gunpla on this this thing and it like downloads its information and then creates a 3D ver- a giant 3D version of it like in some weird part of Japan so people can actually like spectate the giant robots fighting. I can't see like kind of info. You gotta get your your stuff together. The fact we have this crap on and we don't have the English dub of 
Gun them where you get to hear Dovon goes, I'm a wonder bug. You know, it's funny you say I I don't even think they had uh Gundam Wing when they brought it on here because it was the the high the high definition remastered. I don't think that I don't think that was the English uh, dubbed as well. It's weird because a lot of the other series they have English dub, like Iron Blood Orphans had English dub. I mean, I am Blood Orphans. Bill Fighters has English dub. Well, Gun Build Fighter lives on this channel. Iron Blooded Orphan is like translated in every language around the world. Hell, I'm pretty sure it's in like North Korean. You know, if they speak a different Korean from the South Koreans, I don't know. <laughs> they don't speak a different Korean. No, they don't. They have a oh. different type. They have a different version of Taekwondo. I don't know what similarities have changed. It's not like my English is the same as the UK's English, right? They, <laughs> they, they call boot. They call trunks boots. That don't make no sense. Which is what you put on your feet. Truck I'm just saying. You call Truckalori an elevator lift and the trash the bin. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know I call trash trash. Uh, speaking of trash, uh, <laughs> you know what else gets trash? A lot of things get trashed in these two episodes of Gundam Double O because now things are, things are heating up now at this point with episode 21, Path of Destruction. Mm. Uh, original air date. Uh, let me see. Damn it. I lost the window because I was doing work. Uh, uh, there we go. March. Japanese air date, March 1st, 2008. English air date, February 2nd, 2009. Uh, yep. A lot of things got trashed in the previous one. You know, Saji. Not Saji. Louise saw her family get killed in front of her. Saji lost his sister because she decides to get into a car with a strange man for some reason. <laughs> Right, who's I mean, like that's that should have been like the first red flag. And then the second red flag is when his voice started to change when he started talking about violence. Like she should have immediately jumped out that moving car. Yep, Alia. Yeah. That's Alia saw a chance for you. And then, you know, Trinity gets 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 their asses handed to them finally by <laughs> by the human reform league of all people. Yeah. The guys with the Zakus. I mean Terrans. Yeah, or they're whatever they're called. What do you call them? Jinxes? Yes, they're their new mobile suits, the Jinx, the GNX. GNX. So we're coming into like the final, coming into the final leg of the first season of Gummit the Wall. And, um, you know, I think this is going to be uh, interesting. I think they built up, they built up a lot of like equity with me. When they have like sets enough, finally ready to take it to the training, and then they just threw it all away because we had five minute flashbacks about if we already know they stand around talking. Because I guess through the budget, they need to save the budget for the next few episodes. Oh yeah, definitely. So like you already know, like the last I think what is it? There's 24 episodes in in a season. 25. 25. All 25. Coming down to the last last few actually. Yeah. Yeah. So because oh. we're gonna be talking about 21, 22. So that leaves 23, 24, and 25. So that means those last three episodes, they're like, yo, let's blow the let's blow the bank on this. Uh, and then actually it looks like we'll be able to probably finish season one before the end of 2020. Ooh, well, maybe, maybe not, because then next week, and then we got to that's Christmas, which will probably take a week off. Oh, yeah. And, and then, then the week after that's New, New Year's. Year's. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, but, well, we'll be close enough. Well, it'll be fine, because in New Year's, we'll, we'll overlap in the season two. There we go. New yeah, New Year, New Gundam season. There you go. That's in case anyone anyone's listening cares, our schedule will be we'll do we're gonna do the season finale and season premiere season two season premiere together. Yes. So you don't you don't gotta wait. You don't gotta you don't gotta wait to know the differences. <laughs> oh my god, what happens at the end? I need to know. Yep. So on that note, let's get started. So we're gonna hit play three, two, one, and go. Here we go. It's All right. rainy and sad. It's always, you know, it's always sad when it rains. But it never oh. rains when it's happy. Of course, it never rains when it's happy. That'd be crazy if it did. But now we get the opening scene of a body bag. Whoo, man, Saji, like his girlfriend's family's dead. She don't want him no more. His sister dead. His father dead. Everybody dead. Like Saji is clearly a bad luck magnet. That's, that's well, what it is. I mean, they don't mention what happened to his parents, but presumably they're not around. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like the picture, because you remember in the last episode where she's like, "Dad, I tried." Oh, Watch over, yeah. So like, I, he's I, dead I too. kind of. I was last episode. I think you can tell I was not paying attention. I mean, and we just get right to her opening. Thank God. Because <laughs> you know that storyline didn't really go anywhere. I, I and it went somewhere. It went six feet under. 
It went, yeah, it ended up in a back alley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we got our fancy opening. And so at this point, when you first watched the show, how were, how were you feeling at this point of the, se- of the season? You know, that's a good question. Uh, I was I was watching this in college. So I was like at the point where I'm like, yo, let's let's keep it going. I want to see more. Were you, were you like watching a bunch at a time or? How did, how did I it? I was watching a bunch at a time because like I was watching this while I was drawing. So it was like I'm I'm drawing on a computer on one screen and then on my TV was Gundam Double O. Mm. So and then I'm like, all right, it's break time. I just and I just continue watching it. Like man, I really watched a lot of Gundam that last year in college. Holy crap! I watched this, all of UC, G, uh, uh, Mobile Fighter, and oh, Gundam. I just, I just, I just like moved the my mouse, the the wheel, on my mouse, and I turned the volume up to like 200 by accident. Oh my god, I'm I'm sorry for you. It is. But if you didn't hear it, it won't affect the recording at least. Okay. You know, other than my impending deafness. <laughs> All right, so we get a shot of the moon, which yep, is much the... larger than the Earth, which means yep. <laughs> closer. <laughs> so where we left, left where we if you remember where we left off is that Alejandro and his pal and his pal Ribbons uh, found the Veda computer system that you know is at the core of all celestial beings' operations. Not good, not good news, presumably. No, because this is implying that um, what's his name again? Johan? No. Alejandro. Alejandro. I was gonna say Jaquis or or Jax or whatever. Alejandro. Some foreign name. Um, is trying to take over celestial being, but use it for his own nefarious plans, which I guess in this case is always world domination. All right. So this is something I was thinking of a lot this past week. Is how do you how do you feel about this plot direction that Essentially, celestial playing the reason why their plans fail is not necessarily because the world unites against them or anything like that. It's because someone, some outside force hijacks their plans. You know, that that was uh, very annoying. But then I guess back when I was watching it for the very first time, me and my naivete, I was like, oh, you know, they were created so they could be destroyed. Whoa. But now watching it over again, I'm like, oh, man, that's 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 pretty silly. Like, can they just, you know, leave them be? Yeah, this is, I guess something we'll talk about more in the intermission or later on about, like, kind of the the writing choices of this. of this. I, I guess I would call this the second act of the season. You know, but to also think about it, though, there's never a Gundam series where, like, whatever plan they have in the very beginning ever goes right, right? You think about it. Um, Operation Meteor from Gundam Wing, right? Sending the five Gundam... Uh, pilots to Earth to you know destroy Oz, that didn't work. Like it, it immediately falls apart. Actually, um, what else? The oh, and here we go. Our favorite, my favorite character, Patrick Colasar, giving giving some crap to the to Daryl Howard here. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, not going to end well because you know he's he's what, what chance does he have against the number one ace in the EU, the guy who uh, survived 100 simulated battles. Oh my gosh. And two fight with the Gundam. So That's true. He survived not one but two fights with the Gundam. Yeah. Or is it two no, three. Three fights? No, two fights. Two fights. At least two. Well, I mean, I'm sure someone out there will correct us. I guess like this is uh, you know, they're teaming up finally, all the different nation blocks and uh you know, we finally get to see these characters interact. I think this is the other thing with the writing choices, because like you spent a long time really giving an identity to these three factions. Really mm-hmm. fleshing out the not just the politics but also the characters, and each, more and you more or less each one each faction has at least one character you care about, but then you introduce like these training people who we don't like at all and the, yeah. you get off to a really bad start, and then you have and then finally you have all these characters who are kind of in the sidelines starting to come up, Alejandro mm-hmm. and Ume. These are characters that we're, we just don't really know anything about and don't care about either. So yeah, this is kind of I don't know. It's like it's like very. Pl- I think it's the, the plot kind of trickling in at the expense of the characters we've come to. 
more about. I think what's happening here, though, like it's supposed to be like the idea of like a lead up to season two in which the, um, you know, we have the HRL, AEU, the union all teaming up to take out the Gundams in order to, you know, eradicate the threat that the Gundams are. And it leads into season two because, of course, I mean, if you if you don't see the writing on the wall, Earth unites, you know, under one government. But at the same time, there's still going to be political differences between that between the unity because, like, you know, they were all at each other's throats and some weird cold war for the longest time. And now all of a sudden we had to unify because of uh, the Gundams. So it's also supposed to all play out in the end there, too. And this is actually a nice moment here with Sumeragi kind of talking to the the fell to the other bridge person. Uh, give of course dude of alcohol because she's she's a damn lush. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> just just like drink functional functional alcoholic. Uh, kind of reminds me a little bit of um, what's her name from Evangelion. Oh, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh. Dang, I want to say Sumeragi, but no. Uh, Kusanagi. Meets, 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 a, meets, a, meets, a, I should know this because she's actually my favorite character <laughs> in, in, in Evangelion. Uh, Kusanagi. No, Major. Evangelion. Major Kusanagi. I don't know. It's Mitsuko. Mitsuko Kusanagi. I don't, I'm pretty sure that's not. I'll look this up. This is really good for me. Oh my god. Yeah, you can you, 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 I, 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 so I can't watch what's going on right now because of this. Uh, screen, screen. This, this is bothering me. Bothering me. Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. This is Katsuri. Misato. Because you know, Sachi's always saying, Misato code. <laughs> Just like every, <laughs> every, every five minutes because he's always screwing something up. Uh, yeah, you know, it just kind of reminds me. Tsumaragi kind of reminds me of that character. It's like the military commander who enjoys drinking too much. It looks kind of silly on the outside, but hides uh, a lot more death and, and pain underneath. Of course. Like they gotta, you got to wash out the pain with, with alcohol, right? When you get cut, right? What do you use? Rubbing alcohol. So when you have e- emotional pain that's on the inside, what do you do? Wash it out with beer. It makes sense. You know, stupid as it sounded, there was a little... It did sound a little deep. You know, you know me, baby. Mostly stupid, but occasionally a little deep. <laughs> uh, Which kind of really sums up the whole at this point. Yes, yes, it does. I think it like it sums up a lot of like philosophical mecha- war dramas to begin with. Mm. Like you know, oh my gosh, war is bad, and it's like, wait, what? They're on the beach. Whoa! This is this is a scene I don't remember at all. So there's uh, Tetsuna in his normal civilian outfit, and he's standing amidst some ruined city, and he's talking to Marina Ismail because out of nowhere, and she's talking about, look, even in this place, flowers are starting to bloom. Mm. I really don't remember this scene at all. <laughs> I don't. Is this like a dream sequence or something? I don't know. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. A lot of these scenes, I really don't remember. I just remember like the big, the big uh, main plot points. Yeah, I think this is kind of a weakness. I think is that a lot of this plot subplot with Marina Ismail kind of fall off after at, from this point onward. Or because like clearly she was also set up as a, a love interest, right? Oh, there we go. Yeah, it was Dream Sequence. That makes more sense. Also, I found out that the voice actor for Subaragi was also the voice actor actress for uh, Relina Peacecraft in Gundam Wing. Oh, really? Oh, wow. She done like, grew up. Like I said, they they tend, they like to use a lot of the at this era they're using a lot of the same actors because the same voice company. Oh. But yeah, you know, see the problem is with setting up Marina Ismail's love interest is that his his true love is Gundam. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Xia is the best girl. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, here we go. Now we see them all the offensive is that the human reform league is going to go after celestial being for once, but now they're being shot down by one of the Trinity people. Because mm. you know, there we go. Yeah, calling the giant giant gun. <laughs> 
I don't, I don't remember. Were, were the Trinities taken down like one at a time, or were they taken all out more or less than like one one fell swoop? I think we're gonna find out either this episode of X what happened. Yeah, yeah they're, they're 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 like they're realizing that like oh you know they're back or Laguna Harvey betrayed us and then no he's dead on a desk so like <laughs> it's like what what just happened. Yep. And uh yep, there's a lot a lot of backstabbing, a lot of uh betrayals at this in this point in the season. And there we go. See the people we actually give a crap about. It's uh Subaraki and the buddies. They were I should try to stop calling them that. <laughs> uh, the Sumeragi's and the buddies. No, they need to be a band name. So it'd be like Sumeragi and the and the uh the Ptolemies. Yeah, Sumeragi and the Ptolemies. Yeah. They were working to do some something with Veda, to like make a backup Veda or something like that. But no, there we go. Now, now all the Clyde scenes are done. So now, now there's enemy enemy action. There's a group going after the Ptolemy in space. Mm. So there we go, everyone. Everyone who's tired, all you you Gunpla fans who were tired of character and drama. Now you got your Gundam fights coming up. And you, you can't drama. Give me cool robots. You can't see the listeners with Phil throwing his hands up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm raising the roof. Cut cut to presumably the commercial in Japan. And uh yep, yeah, right right when uh the hack action is heating up. And then there's there's poor little Saji moping about. Poor little Saji moping about. So let's let's so how were you feeling at this point in the series? Were you were you still enjoying it or were you just kind of like, What's going on? Uh I think it was a mixture. Or were you, or were you just so were you so swept up you just didn't really care at that point? Yeah, I think it was a mixture a mixture of all three. Like I was still enjoying it. I was still confused and I was like, yo, whatever whatever happens, happens. Uh but at but you you had already seen other Gundams at this point, right? Uh yes. This this was not my first one. Okay. So would you were you enjoying more or less the same as like the previous series? I mean, I would say I was enjoying it more because i guess in my mind before i am blooded orphan this was my favorite gundam mm-hmm. um and then after re-watching all the other gundams again i would argue and have to say zeta zeta is my favorite gundam no either zeta or unicorn is 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 either my favorite gundam i think zeta more particularly um but yeah, but no, I I still enjoy this, even though watching it now as a a more cynical adult, I'm like, oh, well, get also, rid of your uh, friendship. But also, <laughs> but also like you, you know having a more critical eye to the writing and seeing oh, a lot. The, yes, the there's there's that too. Like, have you ever played Kingdom Hearts? No. Oh okay. And I don't intend to anytime soon. Okay. <laughs> Because gonna... there's like a million games, right? And there's like half of them are spinoffs or in between. Like they're in between games, but they all connect somehow. Like it's it's very weird. But... I don't. Have, I really don't have the patience for JFGs and grinding anymore. Uh, which I mean, which is completely valid. I completely understand that. Like sometimes you just want to sit down and play the game. But I mean, to really think about it, right? Put it in perspective. Kingdom Hearts came out when I was ten. Huh. I'm Kingdom Hearts three came out. I think last year. Yeah, and everybody everybody complained about it. Yeah, and I'm 30, so it's like, yo, this I had to wait 20 years for the final game in a series I started playing when I was 10, and I'm sitting there playing it. All they want to talk: hearts, friendship, darkness, hearts, Mickey, friendship, Riku, Sora. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I'm 30. I don't care about any of these things. Yo, let me just beat the crap out of the darkness. <laughs> That's all I want to do, like use my key sword and beat the crap out of things. I don't care about this nonsense. <laughs> yep. Speaking of some nonsense, uh, this is actually kind of this is actually kind of well done. This 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 space fight between the celestial being and the uh, looks like a combination of the European and the, and the Union. And the Union. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and so or whatever Americans. Let's call them Americans. <laughs> USA. USA. Yep. Uh, you know, looking at the Jinx design, for whatever reason, I think of grasshoppers. <laughs> They're all no. grasshoppers. 
you know, I can, I can see that, like the way the legs and everything are formed. It could be similar to maybe maybe they were taken from a uh, common rider. Who knows? Oh yeah, I get. It. That's why you call. That's why they call X because they have uh... the the X in the middle. Yes, now you see it. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Patrick Colesar going after Tiaria. Find myself torn between who to root for at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. And then, of course, right at the right in the middle of the fight, Beta Beta's disconnected. You know, IT. You know, IT like computer crash. What do you do? Mm. And uh, they're all more or less now sitting ducks. This is a, yeah, so they gotta they gotta think on the fly now. No super. See, this is what what happens with highly advanced uh, organizations. They rely too much on their supercomputers, and they have to realize they gotta be like Dune and have people be supercomputers. You can't say that because you still haven't watched the movie yet. I don't or care. I can say or that or because or I understand the, the information. I don't have to read the book. What? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> if I understand the information and I know what they do in the media, I can reference the media. <laughs> I've, I've, just because i'd never watched star trek doesn't mean i can't say you live long and prosper this is this is like no i'm not gonna say it. i'm gonna get, get canceled <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna say it i'm gonna compare it to like you know ratio cultural appropriation but I'm gonna, I'm gonna get canceled so <laughs> how dare you steal my science fiction yeah um well, I will say, I was going to say, it would be, if I were to say it, so I'm, this won't get me canceled. If I were to say it, I would be like the people who, apparently this is a real thing, I'm like, I would be like the people who say white people wearing Kanga hats is cultural appropriation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lying, I've heard that. I've seen I've, that I've, what? That's funny. Because that's so silly. Look at this, isn't it owned by, like, a white CEO? I, I assume a lot of these brands that people wear other than food were owned by white people. Okay, that's, uh... Good I and guess they were, off-white, I guess. And, yep, all the, the Gundam Meisters are begging and begging, and they they don't know what to do. And what do you know? The system is actually back online, somehow. It's through the power of God. Except for, except for t <laughs> Except for loser, oh loser T area. Mm. He's the only one that his his Gundam did not come back online. Uh, uh, yeah. That's uh. Did they ever explain why? Or did they just say it's it's just an error? You know, I don't know. Let's let's keep watching and find out. Because honestly, I I don't remember this part. Yeah. So I'm I'm watching it eagerly. It's also the one where he he took it the hardest when his computer went down. Of course he did, because I felt like because like the way they set this up, they made it feel like Terraria was very uh like what like Vader was Terraria's god and partner okay, I, at the I, same time. I was gonna say it's like it's, it's a girlfriend, <laughs> you know, that it's like very attached to this computer. Yeah. But I think what's it called? I mean, because they, they saw it happen anyway, so they were like, you know, switch. They're switching over to the plan, like allowing the Gundams to get back online. That made sense. Uh, I think with Tiaria now, like his, I don't know, maybe it's just like one of those weird mental things where the pilot affects the the mobile suit. And yeah, there you go. Patrick Colesar is gonna go, go in on on virtue here, and then boom, uh, lock on takes the hit instead. With his gun though, and uh, yep, this is I'm I'm real torn now because I like I like Lock On, but I also like Patrick Colasar. <laughs> you know, like, rewatching Double O Two makes me want to get into like the side material that they have for Double O, um, the the mangas and stuff where it's like talking about the other side of celestial being. And we get to see the the prototypes of the Gundams before, you know, like Exia before it was Exia, so it was Asteria or um, what's it called? I think before it was Virtue. I think it was Pluto and stuff like that. Yeah, speaking of prototype, we see uh, one of the other Ptolemy crew members. I don't remember his name, but he's he's like in a ship and comes to a rescue. 
And I bring that up because you can tell that's a plated plug-in for them to sell another model. Yes, it is. And then, like, you can sell it and then combine it, and then, boom, you get a Super Gundam. Whoa. Yeah, I think what they, I think this is the assault container or whatever they were mentioned earlier. The, the, the GN arms. Yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah, there we go. Lock-on's actually hurt. And you can tell there's blood, the crack visor, classic, classic, you know, sci-fi thing, crack, crack helmet. Yeah. And, like, if the if the machine bleeds, I bleed. And, uh, yep, this is a real, real big important point here in the series. A lot of, a lot of things are regularly changed at this on, this onward, at this point onward. Mm. And most importantly, Patrick Kolsar survived, so. (laughs) (laughs) AKA Mr. Immortal. Yep. Meanwhile, uh, something I do like is the design of Veda with, uh, all the, like, info screens and all that it may, it's it's set up to look like a church because mm. it's got yeah. even like the co- it's got like the bright colors and the way they're laid out it's like at a at a chapel you know down with the church girls right see which goes into more the illusion of like saint thierry was like oh my god my god and yep there we go the age of the gundams are o- is over and now the world will change yep this is uh the point of no return now for uh, Gundam Double O as we go into once again our sad dog ending. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's always interesting thinking about the um, the state of affairs within Double O. Well, not just Double O, but Double O as well as that transition from Double uh, O seventy nine into Zeta Gundam, where like, oh my God, Zeon was so bad. Right, like this. This was a terrible. This was a terrible thing that's happened. In order to do it, we're gonna to have to bolster our military for it, and not only bolster them, but we're gonna create a a separate police that stands outside of our jurisdiction, right, to give them complete autonomy, right, in order to enact the law the the way they see fit, as if this is a great idea. Not seeing how the power is gonna corrupt these uh these military people. Like who's sit- who's sitting there in the room? Like, yeah, this is a great idea. Let's give all these these high ranking official military people, you know, get this your, unlimited power. Get your, get your big ideas out of here, Phil. I only care about the model, the, the model kits. I don't care about the seat designs. <laughs> uh, but no, this is what you're here for. You're here for the <laughs> the idea of these these political roundabouts that are going on within these these war dramas for meant for kids. Yeah, here we go. Path to destruction. A lot of things definitely got destroyed there. And then, oh yeah, next episode, Trans Am. <laughs> oh boy. Oh this yeah. Is the big, this is the big one I think for this season, uh, at this series, because you'll you'll find out what like what's Trans Am? Isn't that just the name of a kind of car that they drive a Night Rider? It is. It is. But, it is. <laughs> among, so what you're telling me is Exia going to turn into Night Rider? Is Exia to become sentient? Yeah. Kit from Night, Night Industries 2000. Mm. I, I I was like a huge Night Rider fan. I watched a lot of it as a kid. I watched it intermittently as a kid. Like I I watched it. I was like, this makes no sense to me, but I'm gonna watch it anyways because there's nothing else on TV. I mean, exactly how I watched it too. But man, it was uh, it was it was supremely entertaining after school when I didn't want to do my homework, you know. Right. Alright. So uh anything else you want to add or should we just get right to the next episode? Uh let's go let's jump right into the next episode. Because right. then I'll say like as a kid I remember Saturday nights being the worst because I didn't have any cable, but I did enjoy uh Jack Jack of All Trades with Bruce Campbell. That was fun. That was fun. That was a there fun show. There we go. Episode twenty two, uh Trans Am. Original air date in Japan, March 8, 2008. Original English air date, February 2nd, 2009. We're going to fall, you know, continue to fall out of the previous episode. Let's go. Sorry, right now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, also, hey, also, my landlord's dog is barking again, so I want to get through <laughs> this. <laughs> That's why I can't, I can't hear the dog. Uh, but I'm pretty sure my, I'm pretty sure my mic will be able to pick it up. Hmm. So you know, let's just let's just apologize, listeners. Is, oh, now I hear the dog. Man, that's yeah. a very loud dog. Is it a big dog? Yes. Oh. And you know, sorry, listeners. I 
that I can't afford to live on my own. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there we go. It's the, there's you know the follow up here of the previous battle. Uh, we find out Lock on he survived and his injuries are not life threatening, but his shooting eye was injured. Mm. That's gonna be it's gonna be big. That's the first and only time. First and only time we see this character, Doctor Moreno. He's got a really cool design for like a one-off character. You know, and I was thinking about it too because of the GN particles that were released when uh, Colasar cut Dynamis. That the um, I feel like his eye shouldn't recover at all. No, it's because of the for 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 Luis it's because they're fake GN particles. That's why. But the but the Jinxes are using fake GN particles oh, as well. Whatever. It's not gonna. It's it's not well, give me anything. It's not gonna matter long enough. <laughs> the next few episodes for that to matter. That is true. There we go. Because then we get to our argument of who's the best lock on. Yep. So there we go. Lock on. Team Daddy is. He's worried about uh, Tiaria. Tiaria's <laughs> taking it pretty hard that because of him, uh, lock on got hurt just because his computer wouldn't start back up. Hmm. You know, he should have contacted IT. And you know what IT would have said? Have you tried turning it on and off? This is what happens, people, when you don't update your computer regularly. You got to stay on top of that. Says, says the man who still had a laptop running on Windows 7. No, that was, I had a desktop running on Windows 7. Oh. It's because it was superior to Windows 10. But then eventually I just, you know, gave up. Uh, my laptop is on Windows 10. But I do, I do update. I, I'm, like, really paranoid. I always update all my programs very regularly. Mm. I always run those Windows updates all the time. Okay. You should probably, check, you should probably check your updates after this, though. Uh, oh, I, everything is up to date. See, I, t- I take better care. Of, I, I do better care of my computer than I do my car. <laughs> I think, honestly, those are that is much cheaper than both of those things, which is exactly. very sad. Yes, exactly. Also, yeah. like, I don't, I need my computer to do work. I don't need my car to do my job. <laughs> right, because where are you going to drive? You, exactly. You work from home, lucky guy. Yeah, well, you know what? Screw you. You know, take that. Just take that. I'll just say take that. No more sympathy. The sympathy is gone. Now I'm just going to, I'm just going to, like, throw, throw in your face. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know there was any sympathy to begin with. Uh. Anyways, uh, I do like that the Union America their base is in Illinois, <laughs> which I which I enjoy very very much. That's in that Illinois. Is, that is that is so random. And why did you enjoy it? That's in Illinois because it's so it's in, random. It's the literal literal middle of the country. Oh well, it should have been in Texas because you know everything's big there. Uh, you know there's. This is there's no evidence to support this. I like to imagine at this point in the future that like Texas seceded for the union. <laughs> like like they've always been threatening to do. Oh yeah, this is a big this is a big thing. Uh, Graham Aker was not a part of this battle. He was absent for some reason. I don't remember why. Uh, he's getting the the flag injected with the with with the with the GN GN thruster. I don't know what it's called. Okay, yeah, because if Graham Aker was there, they, all the gun devices probably would gather ass kicked. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yep. And, uh, you know, we're going to be closing closing up on the next big battle here with all these GNXs and, and I don't know, this is, this is like a weird, like, what's the word, launch, launch up, startup sequence, but it looks kind of cool. <laughs> you know, like, it doesn't serve the plot, but it looks kind of cool. Mm. That's, 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 that's what you gotta do. You gotta gotta make it look cool. So yeah, there we go. Human Reform League's heading out again to oh probably go assuming going after the training people again because they got away for whatever reason. Yeah, they got all their asses kicked. All their asses kick. Would you say it's like their first? Would you say it's their first real defeat? Yeah, this is like their first real defeat, right? You talking about Trinity or the Slash of being? Yes, this would be their first real defeat. Because, like, the last one, we saw them... Because, well... Yeah, because the big operation, when they almost got captured, they got saved by the training people. Yeah, they got saved by the thrones, yeah. 
And then before that, um, they almost got virtue, but then they bust out the the Nodley out of nowhere. The day sex, the day sex Nodley, and and Hallelujah, you know, just that's crazy side come out. <laughs> that's how I got it. And he just kept using the pile driver on that person. It was like ah ah ah. So, you know, the more I think about it, it's like them creating the GN uh, drives. That's what they're called, GN drives. Um, I guess like once they found the GN moves and the mobile suits, they were able to recreate, you know, the Gundamian armor as well as the GN drives to elevate the world. And the biggest question is why is not Soma Cruz's Jinx Pink? That's the biggest question. <laughs> there you go. You're gonna have to. It's a question we'll have to ask Sunrise. Yes. But there you go. Terry is moping again, just like he like like he does in the end credits. <laughs> he sees moping, staring out the window. <laughs> <laughs> it's this. It's the sad dog ending, but in the actual show. So yeah, they're all look. It's big now. They're all scrambling. Their plan, their plan's been you know thrown out the window. Veda, Veda's been hijacked. The people, the militaries are finally have the power to stand against them. So yeah, celestial beings at a really major crossroads right now. Mm. Also, Lokan looks kind of cool with eye patch. Looks like a pirate. <laughs> I was thinking more like a a, a gunman. And like a western, especially with the vest. What I I I would be hard pressed to think of any western famous character in a western where they wear an eye patch. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Jeff Bridges' character in True Grit. Oh, okay, there's one. And yeah, there we go. The Trinity people, they're they're out eating all their canned food and <laughs> surviving this... off the land. Not not even. They're just they're just <laughs> whining about their canned food. I mean to be fair, I'm not I don't really eat a lot of canned food either. Like at least not canned meats. Uh you're not really supposed to, but like I'm not gonna lie, I do I do enjoy uh corned beef every once in a while because I like to cook it with cabbage. Um that is the 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 English in me. Is that the Irish? Is that specifically Irish? Oh, uh, well, the Irish, I guess, whatever. whatever uh, whoever whoever came to the West Indies. You just mentioned two foods I really dislike, especially cabbage together. Corned beef? Yes. Oh, it's I delicious. Don't enjoy. I, don't, I, don't, I don't like cabbage, and I find corned beef, especially out of the can, very salty. Yeah, that's exactly. So you don't have to season You don't really have to season it. I mean, like, put a little black pepper on it. Um, that's how you get high blood pressure, man. I'm not. It's not like I'm eating it every day. I say this as someone who has like sweet chili sauce and it's like sodium content, like fifty percent. <laughs> I bet you put that shit on everything, don't you? Not as much as I used to. Anyways, uh, here at Four League, they're in their their tight formation, <laughs> which I thought was like kind of silly. They just go in a circle with their backs to each other and spin around. I, I thought it looked a little silly, to be honest. Mm. Did you, did you think it looked silly? Did you think it actually looked cool? Uh, you know, my... Tell, my there we go. There's the Telltale. They reuse the exact same shot, the same buddy. My my show, my episode is a little bit behind yours. I just reached the part where the uh, the thrones are complaining about the food. Okay. Yeah. Pause for like five seconds. I'm, I'm like considerably ahead then. Yeah, this is what happens when we talk talking about corned beef and cabbage <laughs> instead of the show. <laughs> All right, I think I'll, it's I think it's fine. Like people people want to know the recipe. You know, if you don't like if you don't like cabbage, you could you could chop up some potatoes and make like homemade fries, and then put the fries in the corned beef and cook that all together in a in a skillet. The the potatoes will absorb the will absorb the salt, and you get a nice little you get some nice protein to go with it. No, that actually sounds good now. You gave me an idea for dinner because I, I had a rat roommate that moved out. He left a bunch of food behind, so I took his potatoes. <laughs> and I've been trying to figure out what to do with them, so I'll probably make them with some turkey sausage I have. Ooh, get corned beef. 
I'm not getting corned beef, but I like your idea of, of the potatoes absorbing the meat, the flavor. <laughs> That's valid. I'll I don't know. I, I might have to walk to the like to the to the to the to the other grocery store to get corned beef because the only way walking distance is the Chinese grocery store. They wouldn't sell corned beef. Probably not. I would say. Mm. Yeah, that that's okay. I see the spinning four nation now. That is silly. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Yeah, it's silly, and on top of that, there's the whole fly-by-thanks thing. It was just... Uh, and then we, we see a bit of Sanji with the dark bags under under his eyes. Okay. I paused in the catch-up. Um, I'm at I'm at the break. I'm at the point where there would be the commercial break. So. Oh, okay. I'm, just... I'm still watching the Thrones game. They, they behind kick. These are the ability of the super soldier. Yep. I just... I. It is a really silly formation. I don't even think, like, I don't know. It's it's just, it's just I guess, you, I guess you could do it if you were in giant humanoid walking suits, but even then, <laughs> even then, it's a little much. And the I fact mean, that they, and the fact that they reuse the same shot because they just won the same money. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, it is a genius maneuver because, like, you know, there is no blind spots and you're just firing everywhere. Not really much to to dodge. So it's like not only are you spinning in a formation, but you're like spinning and then like you're moving in a circle in this like in a, you're essentially moving in a sphere as you're spinning. That makes sense, I guess. It still yeah. looks silly. I mean, of course it's silly. It's 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 unbelievably silly, but you know. <laughs> The idea of the inertia and everything and the blind spots, like, <laughs> it, it makes sense. Yeah, like I said, just tell me when you're at the commercial break, then I'll, I'll pause it. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, really hungry. I'm, like, really hungry. I'm not going to get corned beef and cabbage, but I'm going to get something to eat after this, after we're done recording. Uh, see, see, but, like, you know, not only are we talking about Gundams, we're also talking about uh, recipes, all right? So there we go, yeah. The listeners of the bonus for you, Phil. Corned beef and cabbage recipe from Phil. Corned beef and cabbage and corned beef and home fries. <laughs> so there we go. Celestial being is like they're pondering like what's what's the point now? Because you know, this is this is this is this is this what Gundams is this what Celestial being is supposed to be doing? We've eradicated war, but now they're just like, you know, escalating the war and the treaty screw everything up. Mm. What are they? What are they gonna do? What are they gonna do? And then Lockhart gets the crazy idea of like, let's do an army intervention. This is, <laughs> this is our purpose. Yeah, I think like as someone who's like missing his shooting eyes, like, hey, I wanna let's volunteer. I'll be the first to go. It's like, what? You clearly have a death wish. Yeah, but this is a this is a good point because like celestial beings like they've been wounded, they're on the sidelines, and they need to like. This is the point where you need to like find a resolve to like stand up again. Mm. And then Lasse, there we go. That's that's his name. The big the big burly guy. Oh. Yeah. There you go. We have a we have a name of the, the Ptolemies. Yeah. Well, uh, we, foul. we got Fell and Yeah, Lasse, I guess. The guy, nice. I I use I use place because he's the one that has the speedo and they're pulsy. They're doing this, whereas the other dude is in like the the, the like twenties bathing suit that's everything covered up, <laughs> and it's like the the wall, the stripes. And the dog must be hungry or wants to go out on walk. There we go. Yep, they're heading back. They're heading off to Earth. I uh, I really don't remember the the story is a little fuzzy for me at this point. I just remember the big climactic battle at the end. Yeah, I, I remember that. Because that was that was beautiful. Yeah, but like the the exact story beats are kind of muddled for me at this point. Uh, which I think just speak to the quality of the writing <laughs> at, <laughs> at this point, because it's like kind of it does get kind of scattered. It is scattered at this point. It is. It's not this like tight cohesion to like something like Iron Blood Orphans. Like it's a tight through line. They more or less stick to it. Which I mean, especially for season one, like Iron Blooded Orphans season one was like tight all the way through, which kind of makes me wonder about um like the other series I haven't watched, like G Reco or uh, Gundam Age, and like how their season one into season two uh hold up in terms of like narrative structure. 
there we go. The Trinity siblings are on the run. They're whining. You know, their Gundams are taking a beating. And here we go. It's everyone's favorite character is coming in to save us from this from these from these people. And it's uh yeah, someone in uh in a brown red color enac. Who could it possibly be? Well, everyone's favorite bad guy, the man you love to hate. I guess it's more of an orange actually. It is orange. Wait, hold on. Okay, so this is how he gets them. Alright. I'm I'm pausing now. I'm gonna have to edit that out. But yeah, Ali Al Sanchez is here. And he's pretending to be on their side. And uh you know, this is uh if anybody if anybody out there for which the Trinity siblings are their favorite characters, uh, <laughs> you're in for a surprise in, in this one. Yeah, I, you are. Oh wow, it was that fast. It's all yeah. There's there's what does Michael do? He pulls out a knife and he makes that 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 phrase. Everybody <laughs> knife to a gunfight. Yeah, oh that's my my dog is playing with her squeaky toy. Okay. Fine. <laughs> and then uh yep, everyone I think everyone's just being really happy right now. Myself included Ali Sanchez is just killing all these <laughs> killing Michael and Johan. Yeah. Look at that! Like this man, oh, Ali Al Sanchez, he's a G. How you kill a pilot and then steal their Gundam? That's the thing. Like he doesn't even give him a battle. He just he's like he's catching them when they're out of their suits. Yes. Now he caught them off guard. Try to give them the talk, talkity talk. And look at that! How he's slaughtering. <laughs> he even takes their own Gundam to do it. Yes. And he kills the eldest brother. Yeah, this is uh, yeah, they're sacrificial lambs. This is exactly what the trendy people are, and you know, end, end of the end of the storyline is gonna come up real soon right now. Yeah, see, but my problem with this is the what's her what's her, Nina, right? That's her, that's her name, right? Yes. Yeah, and like her reaction to all of this was like, bro, karma. And there we go, Johan. Very delusional. We were we were born to be Gundamites. We're here to change the world. Mm. You know, you died as you live, being really, <laughs> really obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> he said, he said, he says, well, exactly what I was thinking. The GM, the GM particles are really pretty. The explosion wasn't really pretty looking. Yeah, and then oh, there we go. Boo, boo. <laughs> Just when he's about to finish off Nina, who comes in to ruin the day. Uh, sets and uh, go back to Krugis. <laughs> Boo this man! Boo. Yep, I think everybody, everybody, everybody's just like real roller coaster moment here. It's like all these, all these characters. Here's a question though: When you first watched it, did you feel a little sad for the for the brothers getting killed? The way Not at did? all. Not. Okay. Like the same feeling that I'm feeling now. Like which was of cheering and excitement, like yeah, get him. That's how it was. And even with that silly speech that Michael gave at the end, where he's like, "We were we were born to do this." We're like, get out of here. I don't care. <laughs> oh, here we go. Alejandro is about to assassinate the secret. The true secret behind it is that Alilia Shenberg is in hibernation. He pulls out his golden gun. <laughs> it's like this is a very Man with a golden gun moment right here. Mm. <laughs> I just can't get over the fact that he has a golden pistol. That's how you know he, that's how you know he gets money. Yep. It, it's it's not enough that he just uses a regular gun. It has to be a special golden pistol with engravings. <laughs> uh, man, the man with the gold. You know, it's not a very good Bond movie, but I still enjoy it. Uh, I enjoyed it too. Like Odd Job is still my favorite character. It's not Odd Job. It's um, I don't worry. Odd Job. That's that's Goldfinger. Oh, Goldfinger. Wait, who's the one in the Man in the Golden Gun? Uh, I can't remember his name. Um, uh, I used to know this. I like the back of my hand. It's a guy from um, the little short guy from. It is Knickknack. 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 Okay. Uh, Lolia Schenberg. He's got ace up his sleeve. You thought you thought just killing him is gonna solve everything? No, pre-recorded message plays, and so I think it's going. Something's gonna happen now. What's gonna happen? Possibly. Mm. Well, if anyone remembers the title of this episode, Trans Am, what happens is that all the celestial being is gonna get Trans Am Pontiacs. No, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> no, no. Here we go. 
There we go. So Alial Sanchez is gonna come in. He's gonna wreck Setsuna's crap, and then this is a uh, the big the big reveal. Yeah. Although so... I do I do like that Alial Sanchez still kicks Setsuna's ass. <laughs> Uh, yeah, here we go. Transam, and then uh, the sheen turns red, and it moves at super speed. And yet another, uh, but yeah, there's a, a never before mentioned or reference to mysterious uh, power the Gundam has. Uh, so how did you feel about this first time you saw it, Phil? Uh, I mean, me, I'm a sucker for like secret power-ups that have no <laughs> that have no explanation. So to see Transam, I was like, yo. This is amazing. It turned red and it made him faster. I like I like this. This is yeah. this is their uh way of the the zero system and wing. Uh, also that's red. That's like I think I think it's like like it's an homage to uh Char Asnavo. But now he's one step closer to becoming a full Gundam. More uh, yet another plot device power coming to save the day out of nowhere. This is a uh... Feeling kind of like uh, well, Ali Al Sanchez says right now, he's pretty bad. <laughs> this is this is just like it really it really the first time I saw it, it was super cool, but then like in retrospective, plus with how much this gets used later on, like it does kind of cheapen the drama a lot. I mean, yeah, it does because then it's like you know this is their go-to, like oh no, I'm having a tough time. Trans Am. Yep. Compared uh, to like, uh, man, I keep we keep going back to bloody uh, Iron Blooded Orphans. I was gonna say those bloody orphan kids, uh, <laughs> Iron Blooded Orphans, where like uh, uh, Mikazuki keeps sacrificing parts of his body in order to like, you know, power up. Uh, but see that that's what I think. That's what I think it's better because he, then he has to the main character actually has to lose something. Yeah, there's an actual cost, whereas this Chad's Am is just like, hey. You know, we got something up our sleeve. And there we go. That's uh, our, our end credits. I think it was uh, a little different because it was a little more of an extended shot than, than normally because we got to see a little more of the island. Yes, before we get to where uh, Lock-On yeah, is cutting the yeah, hair. Yeah, normally it just cuts straight to them, which I thought was unusual the other day. They gave us the full opening. This is the full ending credits. You know, I think it's simply because of the... Uh, you know, they have the cell, so it's like they might as well. They're like, you know, let's go ahead and, and show the whole let's show the whole scene. Well, I think it's also the final I know the final episode doesn't have the ending credits. No, because uh, the final episode goes into like talking over the credits. Yeah, it's cause, yeah, because the finale. So yeah. I think there's you know, we're we're not we don't have we're not gonna have any more times left to see that to see our see our ending or the end dog ending. No, we're not Only a few episodes left. But I think what's the girl? Because I think in season two we get a new sad dog ending, don't we? Uh, yeah, I guess I don't really. Let's not let's not talk about that till we have to. <laughs> but yep, this is what all of our summary episodes are for, everybody. It's like an anime transam. Mm. This is uh, yep, we're coming in. We're coming into the ending. We're in the end game now, folks. A celestial being. Is this, is this enough to put them over the top? Will transam save them? Who knows? Transam will save the day. But at the very least, the Trinity people are gone. <laughs> so let's 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 close it out with like our final thoughts as characters and what they kind of do for the show. So I was thinking about this a lot. Is that like their purpose is to like create a complication? Like you yeah. want to create you want to create a complication for your heroes so they have to overcome it. But it's like they didn't, they didn't really overcome it. You know, it's it's first of all, it's Alex Sanchez who takes them out. True. So like you know the guy that. The, the bad guy that everyone loves took out the bad guys that everyone hates. So I think yeah. it's like, you know, balance. Yeah. And then on top of that, like a lot of their fighting is with the, the, the UN forces, the human reform league. Yeah. So it's so. Like, like, those are the people like, should they, should those be the people the celestial being should be fighting? Yes. But like, you know, the, the way the thrones were coming at them, this is their own, uh, armed intervention, if you will. Yeah. So, so I think I, I kind of like the intention behind what Trini is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But I think the execution was left a lot to be desired. Because, mm. like, yeah, you do want to throw some kind of monkey wrench that the characters have to kind of overcome. Which they sort of do in that 
you know, they have to plot wise have to come up with a new computer system, but also it introduces a lot of like conflicts in their back, a lot of secrets and backstories are revealed, and they have to kind of question themselves. Yeah. But yeah, I think this could have been done a lot better. I think. Which which makes sense. I think it's just an element of like I think it's an element that needs to be introduced earlier, probably, and then you get the time to really develop them as characters. Oh, and, definitely. And it's just like you know. Like, this is like a lot of issue. I think there's just a lot of things going on in Double O, and I think a lot of a lot of plates they spin, and I think the trendy people were just one too many. You know, I think <clears throat> this was also a lesson. Of, I would like to think this was a lesson in them learning about like the amount of plates that need to that are spinning within like um, organizational factions within a series. Because um, in I, again, I keep we, the reason we keep going back to Iron Blooded Orphans simply because that was the latest Gundam that they that they made, um, which was seven years ago. I can't seven, believe that. Seven, yeah, seven years ago. Um, wow, yeah, seven years. Because I was watching, I was watching it when we were in grad school. Um, More or less, like usually just two sides. Right. Anime, like the original Gundam is just two sides with Zeon and the Republic. Right. Zeta Zeta switches it up. Zeta, Zeta Zeta uh I mean it's a try a try war but like uh Zeon stays out of it for the most part. It's simply between the AE the AUG and the Titans. Yep. Um Double Zeta that's the New Zeon war. So that's the AU versus well, Wing the... Wing switches it up, but that's not it doesn't do it very well. <laughs> yeah, because it's weird cuz it's like, you know, the colonies versus Oz but then somehow Oz becomes sympathetic, and then it becomes a White Fang, and it's it's there's it a lot of a lot of pieces going on there. Yeah, so I'm really think this is like the flaws of this is closer. And then I'm assuming Seed. Seed, it's uh the Zaft Zaft versus the Earth Alliance, and then uh the Ohm Republic Omni, sorry Omni. Well, I think uh, I think the yeah. the thing we're getting at is like it's really tough like when you're writing a conflict driven narrative but you have more than two factions yeah i even like the expanse i think expanse is probably the best example of how to do it correctly sort of but even then i know there's people complaining about the tv show at least can't speak to the books i've not read the books but like you know you have earth and you have mars and you have the belters the belters are caught in between but then i think what have what's important is that they, there's only two at a time they focus mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, but there's a there's a conflict there's really like everyone's involved Right, because like if it, cause like especially within the the beginning of the series, right, the big conflict was between Earth and Mars. Like the Belters were all plotting in the backgrounds. They were essentially migrant workers, if you will. Yeah. And then now, now it's switched. Now you have the new villain, Marco Naros, and like he's kind of the villain. And but like Earth and Mars are kind of more or less together, sort of. No, no. Well, well, I mean, like there's there's only two sides. That's what I'm saying. Oh yeah, I was gonna say because like Mars essentially they're like word we could know to go to new planets that we don't have to terraform. Oh, what? I was I was trying not to spoil the experience for people, but whatever. Yo, you get out of here. Yeah, you had your chance. Season season six is out. It's, it's, it's the last season. Where have you yeah. been? Yeah. Uh, Amazon cut the check. Oh yeah, uh, Amazon cut the check. I say Corey writers of the expanse cut us a check too. The trick is to saying it's really hard to write multiple factions, especially they have their own agenda. So I think it's gets a little too complicated. It got a little too out of their control. Yeah. It's gonna get a little simpler now in the in the in the last few episodes though of season one. That's rip rip Trinity, I guess. <laughs> Press F to pay respects. I will not be doing that though. No, I won't be either. So on that note, I'm Eric Wong. I'm Phil Fleming. And this is the the dogs episode. Because you got your landlord's dog, my dog bark, barked twice. Don't edit those out. Leave those in there. Let, let the people know we're human. And uh, you have your mobile suit of the week. That's it. Well, don't I ever? <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> all right. So this week's mobile suit of the week is the MEO2RFO1 Messer Type FO1. I just said a bunch of letters and numbers, but what does that mean? All right. I'm talking about the Messer Type mobile suit from the Mobile Suit Gundam movie Hathaway. Um. So. As we know, in Halfway, uh, this is the year of was I think it's UC 110. No, 100. And... You're asking. I haven't seen the movie. I don't know if I'm going to. So Crap. hold yes. on. It's 
because because it takes place it's several years after Char's counterattack because Char's counterattack takes place you see I think double O double O ninety seven so we're in the hundreds now essentially where um MAFD is the criminal organization that is trying to uh you know heal heal the earth by wanton destruction so it's like hey humans get off of get off of earth so the earth can heal because you know we all messed it up starting with the disaster that happened in Australia, right, with the giant colony drop. Um, it's, but uh, it's basically the bad guy. She got them. Yeah, <laughs> sure. But they're, but they're the main, but they're the main characters, so they're not the bad guys. Okay. Um, but the what's it called? The Messer was created by Anaheim Electronics, because you know Anaheim, they don't care. They just make mobile suits for the highest bidder. Uh, so they make them for the Earth Federation and they make them for this terrorist organization. And the uh, Messer is within the same line of Xeon mobile suits that were designed, such as the MSN-04, the Zazabi, or the AMS-119 Girga Dorga, Doga. Um, as you were to look at the suit, it is clearly a Xeon-inspired suit, so this must have been made by the people who were taken who were absorbed by Anaheim from Sazonic, right? With the usual mono eye, the spiked shoulder pads, and the really cool top. Uh the armaments on this mobile suit is the Vulcan gun, the beam saber, long beam rifle, and a large shield. And that's really pretty much it. Uh in Hathaway there's a really cool scene between this mobile suit and the uh Gustav Carl. Which is the Earth Federation uh, <laughs> upgrade of the, the gym? Huh? I can't believe that's the name. Of uh, the Gustav Carl? Yeah. It's, it's named after uh, a real life tank, the the Carl Gustav. Okay. <laughs> this is you know after they name a, a a model suit called the Rick Diaz, I just can't take them seriously anymore. What? Uh, do you know the Rick Diaz is actually a Gundam? I know, but it's like, yeah. why is it called Rick Diaz? <laughs> Uh, again, I think it's also because it's supposed to be within that same family as the Doms, because like the upgrade from the Dom is the no, Rick you Dom. Didn't, you didn't actually answer my question. Oh, sorry. You know, you know me. I'm, I'm all about the giant robots. <laughs> I, did, I didn't want to know. <laughs> all right. So yes, that is that is all for this mobile suit. <laughs>